You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Morning, everybody. Oh, check, check. We all good? Okay. Good morning, guys. If I could ask you to bow your heads again as we pray over the word. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we open our minds and our hearts to you. Lord, I pray that you pour out your spirit and your love. I pray your will over our lives. As we go day to day, I pray that we find rest. Lord, I pray that as we look into your word, that we might realign ourselves with you. We're broken. And the only way for us to be fixed is through your love. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Going to be reading Philippians chapter three. So if you have your Bibles, if you would like to turn there with me. But Philippians 3.12, not that I have already obtained this, I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction and their God is their belly and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior, the Lord God, Jesus Christ. We will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. We all have a goal. We all have our own goals, ambitions that we're pursuing. And often, especially more so as we are in college, I, I, I think we find ourselves forgetting the path Christ has for us. We forget to take time for Jesus, to take time to meditate and contemplate him. I mean, realistically, how many people here, just show of hands, actually have a designated day of Sabbath, like truly? More and more, it becomes more difficult for us as college students to forget to take that time. I think as we look as into what Paul's talking about in Philippians. He talks about straining for the upward call. 
And I think, especially as we've entered the sophomore year, I know I've personally felt that strain more and more and more. I want so badly to pursue Christ, and yet I feel exhausted. I'm reminded of, I know many of you have heard this story of Greek mythology, but King Sisyphus, forever doomed to carry the boulder up the hill, step after step, and yet never to accomplish his task. That stuck out to me, similar to how I feel on a regular basis. I'm pursuing a goal of being perfected in Christ, and while that may one day be accomplished, there's no end in sight. Trials constantly plague us. The winds are constantly blowing. We only have so much stamina. You can only run for so long, but we have hope. I think on our sophomore retreat this weekend, I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about hardship in, in life. And I was reminded of a quote by a writer that I love, Brandon Sanderson. He said, the greatest step a man can take is always the next one. And my friend, he interjected and said, I don't, I don't know, Zach. Oftentimes I find it's that first step. And that, that spoke to me. It did. I think oftentimes when we get knocked down, it's that first step, getting back up. It is truly the most difficult. But it is through Christ that we have that hope, that we have that strength. I think we're told in Psalms that God will be a light unto our path. And I think that that is something we forget because we don't look to the light. We're blinded, corrupted by sin. But there's hope and there is redeeming power in Christ's name. For he so loved the world that he sent his only son. I think as we read through the passage, we see echoes of the end of the road, the destruction that could await us at God's wrath. Those of us who have turned away because the strain is just too much. I've experienced that. I've seen that in family. My family's going through it right now. We lost someone very dear to us, someone that was so close, so on the edge of embracing Christ, and yet he fell. It's hard. But even personally, I know that I must lay myself and rest in Christ Jesus. Charles Spurgeon said that, quote, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. And thinking about that, the wave, the storm, the trial, it hits hard. But ultimately, the only way we might find rest and comfort and shelter is in Christ. It is a constant step-by-step -step process of being made perfect in God and through God. In later in the passage, we hear a tale of citizenship. We have citizenship with God. And so we know what it is 
that we're pursuing. But sometimes we don't necessarily act in a manner that would display Christ's glory. Oftentimes, many of us are playing the Gentile, the Pharisee, the crusader, Christian. We're either living half-truths, not living them at all, or it is a constant war with the world. But that's not how we see God calling us to act. That's not what we see Paul talking about in this passage. We're called to be emissaries, representatives of the kingdom to come. In 2 Corinthians 12, we hear said following, quote, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. I think that it is those words, is that power that Christ exemplified that shines through and in us. It is the trials. It is the weakness that then throws us against the rock of ages that we might find hope, that we might find shelter. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all walking broken and messy lives. And it's hard. The reality is sometimes the prodigal son doesn't come home. And that is a tough thing to swallow. But we have hope. Because ultimately, through Christ Jesus, we have been redeemed. And through his grace, we have been saved. I think that's the most meaningful message that I could give this morning. So as we come to a close, I'd ask you all to bow your heads once again with me in prayer. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness and mercy and love. Thank you for being our shelter in the midst of the storm. And although sometimes it might be, it might feel as if we're straining towards an impossible goal, that we have your comfort and that we have your grace and your mercy and your love to shine a light onto our path. Lord, thank you for sending your son that we might glorify you and set our minds and hearts upon you. Lord, we praise your name in all things. And that despite hurt and loss, we might find comfort. Lord, thank you. Glory be your name in all things. Amen.